Each and every week we gather to bask in its glow. Information, picture, and sound beamed through the night skies. Destination, our living rooms. As the screen sparks to life, the outside world dims, transporting us for 60 minutes into parallel dimensions. This is the modern campfire, where legends are born and sagas unfold. Where some find only entertainment, we find religion. And now you've found us. And so we invite you too to join us as part of the Cult of the Cathode Ray. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of Cult of the Cathode Ray. I'm Zachary Edgerton, and as always, I am joined by my favorite co-host, co-cultist, uh, Renee. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Fantastic. I like that, co-cultist. <laughs> co-cultist. Well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say co-co-host. Then I was going to say, yeah, Cole, Cole, Cole I don't know. Uh, yeah. there, I, th- I think I had a portmanteau in there, but I lost it. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about The Walking Dead Season 2, of course. We are getting close to the middle of Season 2 here. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about Season 2, Episode 5, Chubacabra. A couple quick stats on this episode. Uh, first aired November 13th, 2011. And according to the always reliable Wikipedia numbers, this had uh, about 6.12 million viewers upon its initial broadcast. So still pretty good. Uh, What's this episode about? Well, uh, official plot synopsis of this one is Glenn knows far too much for his comfort level. Daryl finds a a sign of life and in his delirium, tries to make it back to the farm alive. Very excited to talk about this one because we uh, we get a lot of Daryl in this episode. We Quick do. review of who made this episode. Uh, this one was directed by Guy Fairland, or Furland, uh, who had previously directed the episode, I think it was the final episode of the first season, TS-19. And he had also directed, oh no, actually, was it the second to last or the last? I can't remember now. Anyways, I can't write these things down. That's a great Let's, question. Yeah, I think, I think it was second was to last. Se- oh, was it? Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. I actually think I didn't mention this when we talked about him last time because I did not look enough into his IMDb page, but uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Apparently, he actually started his career as an assistant to Joel Schumacher. So he was actually his assistant uh, on such films as Cousins, Flatliners, and Falling Down. So, mm. Yeah. Kind of cool, kind of kind of an interesting way to, I guess, you know, get your. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was. Uh, it it is very interesting to a way to get uh your start, which I assume was going to be your next word before I cut you off. Um, but falling down, what an interesting movie. I believe that we know some people that that covered that movie recently. Oh really? Yeah, I believe it Do was. You remember what's who what's they the are? name of it? Is, it? is it the Video Store Junkies? Oh yeah, I think it is. Oh, I think man. Uh, I think we people did a whole. Look them up three-hour episode on <laughs> falling down and all the things we love and all the things we hate about it so yeah, yeah check that out if you for more joel schumacher coverage i don't think we mentioned guy Furland in that uh, episode because Probably as not. deep as we get into the the uh the cast and crew i think i think joel schumacher's assistant was a little too deep for us so. <laughs> yeah this episode was written by david leslie johnson who uh, he would go on to write another 11 episodes of this series. And uh, he also wrote The Conjuring 2 and Aquaman, or I think he may have co-wrote those. I didn't write that down, but yeah. Um, thought it was kind of interesting. Also, speaking of assistants, 
Uh, I'm assuming that he was a Darabont pick because if you go back and look at his history, he was actually Darabont's assistant on the Green Mile. So, oh. kind of, yeah. So yeah, that'd be both. a great. Uh... Oh, that's a you know, man. If you want to learn about filmmaking, oh I feel my like gosh. yeah, right, right. Man, yeah. I feel like hm. Darabont. Yeah, Frank Darabont would be like just a phenomenal person to learn all this stuff from. So. But uh, honest, uh, obviously, this guy went on to a pretty successful career, so I guess that yeah. uh, exposure paid off. Even if he has the world's longest name. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> David David Leslie Johnson, um, I guess Johnson is not really a first name. I think so it I was guess... longer, wasn't it? Um, oh, was David it? Leslie, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Oh, what? He's hyphenated. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if he's he's one he's one name away. If his last name was a first name, then he'd be prime serial killer material. Oh my god. So yeah. Oh my you know, god. You know the the rule of if you have three first names, you've probably killed someone or multiple oh. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm like, that... I just I literally just like and my brain just started to go down. Oh yeah. The you've list. never like, heard wow, that before. Wow. Wow. Oh yeah. No, and yeah. that's right up my alley. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Go look it up. So not to cast any aspersions on David Leslie Johnson. I'm sure he's a wonderful man who has never murdered multiple people. <laughs> and um, so anyways, let's uh, before we get sued, let's move on from that discussion. <laughs> um, man, uh, let's talk a little bit before we get into our kind of uh, the, the meat of our discussion, so to speak, on this episode. Let's talk about a couple of episode firsts, which is something we always like mm-hmm. to do, kind of calling out the first time, you know, people show up or, or important things happen. And I have two for this episode. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, I was I was taken aback. I was floored. I had to I had to pause, rewind, make sure that my my ears were not deceiving me because uh, <laughs> this is fifth episode of this season and. The I believe the the fourth episode that Jimmy and Beth appear in, and it is the first episode that either of them actually talk. I believe. Oh no, my God! Are you joking? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Correct me I if I'm wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. No, I really yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Oh, speaking of which, I do need to correct myself because I was wrong. Oh. TS19 was the sixth and final episode. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I think right. Wildfire was. Everyone the... needs to know you're yeah. right. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. I, I wasn't sure, so technically I was right and wrong. Uh, yeah so so yeah i'm I'm pretty sure that's the first time they talk because i think we've mentioned every that's other great. episode that they appear in and they're just kind of like in the background yeah so yeah so i thought that was kind of a kind of a pivotal moment in the uh in the uh, history of the walking dead here so both those <laughs> characters actually get lines because i guess i guess david leslie johnson was like writing this episode and he's like hey there are some characters that haven't actually said a word so far um maybe i should give them some <laughs> something to do so something a little something a little something so i mean i love it jimmy jimmy finally has lines and like the the first scene that he actually talks then he gets like shut down by daryl so (laughs) that was kind of funny yeah uh poor kid (laughs) oh jimmy so yeah i don't know uh any other any other episode firsts you noticed in this one you know, it's it's funny you mention that because I really did not. I was I was trying to think of something and I just could not think of anything. So I'm glad that you did. Oh, actually, actually, just realized I didn't put this in that section of my notes, but I just realized I, I actually do have another. Uh, or I, I said episode first. I think uh, I guess uh, series first, really. But uh, I actually do have another one, and I think that it's actually going to kind of segue into uh, the the uh, next section that we have, which is the living. 
And obviously, this episode is kind of dominated by one character, and that is Daryl, who, you know, gets a, gets a little bonk on the noggin there. And uh, yeah, so rough. yeah, but I, I thought the, the most interesting thing about this to me, and this is where the first comes in, this is actually the first time in the entire series that Daryl and Merle actually are on screen together. Oh, that is an excellent observation. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because I thought it was interesting uh, as I was watching this and as as, as I was watching the uh, the hallucination scenes here because, of course, you know, Daryl Daryl gets thrown from his uh, his horse, Nervous Nelly, and, uh, you know, falls down a cliff, which uh, I think a lot of – I think they're, like, in the last couple episodes, like, every single episode someone falls down or something. These people <laughs> right. are – yeah, these, these, clumsy. very clumsy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so you know he he gets I guess he hit his head and he start starting to hallucinate and he sees Merle, and uh, yeah, it occurred to me that we've never actually seen them together. I mean, technically, you know, as yeah. characters, they're not actually together in this episode because he's just hallucinating him. But yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, Michael Rooker and Norman Reedus had never actually been on screen together, even though there's you know a lot of the the plots of season one revolve around kind of both of them because, you know, obviously Daryl's, they take him back to the town or that they, 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 you know, he insists they go back to the city to get Merle and everything. But um, yeah, we've, and we hear, nor, we hear Daryl talking about his brother a lot, but they're never mm-hmm. actually together. So I would think that they had to have, have done some screen testing of them together just to like kind of test their, kind of chemistry together because it was it would have been really unfortunate when they met up if that didn't work out but they really I think you know played off each other nicely you could just totally see that type of relationship so I thought it it worked out really nicely and it was nice to see uh Michael Rooker again yeah it's always nice to see Michael Rooker I mean one of our open questions for the last season was of course you know what actually happened to that character and mm-hmm. I think uh you know rewatching this uh, you know I I, I didn't I like I actually still don't necessarily remember what happened to him because I watched all this a long time ago as we've kind of discussed in the past. So mm. uh, when, when he showed up for a moment, I was like, wait a minute, is that is he back? Did, is he? And then I realized <laughs> I totally that it was, did you know, the same thing. Yeah. 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 I totally did the same thing. And I, and I will say, <clears throat> pardon me, I noticed when I was looking at the notes that he if you watch back he had both of his hands so if right. you, like if you were really paying attention but of course you know, who's paying attention at that point you're just like hey it's Merle and but that was good so uh, yeah obviously this is kind of a, a the the most important kind of just uh, like narratively I guess or or is it, like in terms of like character beats this is the most important part of this episode so I don't know I want to talk a little bit about this whole this whole dynamic what did you think about these scenes and kind of like what it reveals about Daryl's character it oh boy it was it's really it's interesting sorry as I'm like stumbling over my words it was very interesting it's always I always like um learning more about characters and you know their background what kind of makes them tick things like that it was it felt like it kind of explained a lot of you know the kind of person he is and or of what we've seen so far and also it you know he kind of had this you know fighter spirit like that he just was not he was not given up and you know I think that's something that he had to do in his life dealing with that kind of household is just learning to survive and you know look at her continuing to look for Sophia is you know just the same thing where it's you know continuing to fight for the underdog which is 
you know, kind of what he was. So I thought they were great. I thought they were really great. It's always nice to uh, get something more from a character that's actually interesting. Because, you know, sometimes they give you background on the character and it's like, oh, all right, snooze fest. But, you know, this was actually pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing about this whole, like, sequence is, like, Daryl's a character that he, I, I think we've already seen that there's more to him than we might have suspected at the beginning. Yeah. And he actually does have some scenes where he reveals things about himself to other characters. But at the same time, he's not the sort of character that's going to sit down and, like, you know, talk, like, about his emotions. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I think that the thing that I really liked about this episode, and, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about this sort of thing because sometimes, like, either hallucination or dream sequences, they're, I don't know, they're usually kind of corny and they don't usually work for me. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, but I think I think this worked really well because it did give us a really good chance because, I mean, it's basically Daryl, I mean, you know, I think we've all done this where we have a version of someone, whether it's, you know, a family member or, you know, someone who, ha who has had influence in our life, we've all had those conversations in our head where we're talking in their voice. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they give him, they give him a chance to kind of talk through some of his emotions, so to speak, because it's done in the context of like having this discussion with his brother, mm -hmm. even though he's, he isn't there, but yeah, I, I agree too that it, they, they worked for me and especially, you know, the end when they kind of transitioned to it being a walker that, I love that so me. much. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, they do kind of goofy stuff like that in movies where it's like, oh, like the guy's making out with the hot chick finally. Oh, but it's the dog licking his face oh, or yeah. something. You know, it's like this really, yeah. I think it worked. And it, it you know, it, it felt, it felt realistic of like, you know, he would be, you know, kind of knocking him in the feet. Like, come on, come on, you know, get up, come on. You know, so it, it, it worked in a way. Of, you know, like when you're you wake up in the morning and say there's like, you know, you have an alarm that has music playing and then you start dreaming about the song. That's oh, playing. God, you yes. know how that yeah. stuff happens. So, yeah, it was I thought it was very well played. So, yeah, I don't, I'm actually a big I mean, God, like just getting Michael Rooker back. I mean, that's obviously mm. a win. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like this episode just in terms of what it does with his character and kind of, you know, what how it lets us see. Even if it's not a real interaction between him, well, it's not an interaction between him and his brother. It is, you know, two really great actors, and I love their scenes together. But yeah. it is kind of an interesting, like, insight into, you know, we've we've already gotten kind of a sense of this, I think, but we really do get an insight into like his insecurities, I think, which mm -hmm. is really interesting because, yeah, he's he's the sort of guy that he doesn't uh, he doesn't wear his his heart on his sleeve necessarily, and he doesn't definitely doesn't like to like broadcast his insecurities. Probably because of, you know, growing up with this sort of brother, if you have insecurities or if you have weaknesses, you know, they're going to get exploited. So you end up hiding mm -hmm. them. So, yeah. Anything else we want to say about uh, about Daryl? I don't think so. I really I just really enjoyed the <laughs> I guess I should say the journey sounds sort of cliche because it was <laughs> a, you know, real journey through, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I uh, yeah, I, hats off to good old Daryl. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Well, what other members of the living do we want to talk about? Or do you want me to do another dumb segue? 
Oh, if more. you have a dumb segue, I would love that. <laughs> well, yeah. So I got a dumb segue. So I love the I love the kind of uh, contrast that uh, we get here because Daryl, I think several times so far has used some some uh, you know I think uh, they call them five dollar words in certain parts of the country. <laughs> or certain people would call them. They you know uh, he uses a lot of words that like people are like wait what you know what that means just because you know people underestimate him they don't realize how smart he is. So I thought it was kind of an interesting contrast that there's a scene where Shane, <laughs> Shane, what is it? What is it? Uh, pr- pr- it's, it's he doesn't know the difference between protege and prodigy <laughs> when he's <laughs> having that conversation with Rick. So I thought it was kind of that was kind of funny. I don't know. I completely missed that. That's amazing, though. I really like that. I completely missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So Shane and Rick, I guess they're kind of looking for Sophia again in this episode. But they're also like, okay, let me let me just tell you, like, if you're out in the woods and yeah. you're looking, if you're like searching for someone, yeah, you, you got to be like super alert. To, and I'm saying this like I've like been in search parties, which I, I haven't. But I've just, you know, I've spent a little time in the woods. I know if you're trying to like hear or see things or like yeah. notice, you know, a detail, you know, uh, something on the ground or, or a noise, you know, whatever. You got to keep your eyes and your ears open. And it's really hard to do that when you're constantly running your mouth, which is what they're doing the entire time. Yes. And they were just moseying on around, just not really paying much attention to anything. It's like they didn't barely even notice the marker on the tree. Uh, and I blame I blame terrible. Rick because he's the one who's like, oh well, if I gotta if I gotta get you talking, we gotta talk about you know girls you you did in high school. And it's like, first of all, <laughs> why? Second of all, like what? Yeah, why? Why do you want it to? I don't know. I don't know. That yeah, was like, kind what of kind of, of lead in is that? Shane, please, or, or Rick, please. Yeah, whatever the hell your name is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of dumb. Uh, I I did actually think though. That, that okay you know regardless of whether or not they should have been having this conversation in this setting I, I did think speaking of revealing scenes I thought that this was actually kind of a an interesting Shane scene because Rick says you know I you know I can, I can only get you talking about if if I talk about you know girls that you you, you were with in high school and I, I guess like Shane is I mean both these guys are supposed to be in their like late 30s right I think we I think we actually talked about that on another episode and we kind of figured out that they're probably at least like, you know, right. Late, late, late thirties, if not early forties. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that I thought was kind of interesting, I kind of kind of started thinking about this is like we hear a lot about Shane's high school like shenanigans and his like, you know, his I think they, you know, I think they may have talked a little bit about his, you know, being a, a high school football player. But it's kind of interesting. Like that's really telling for me. I kind of clicked when I was like, uh, there, "There's another thing I'll mention in a minute." But it's just like, huh? Okay, Shane's a guy who is still kind of like likes to reminisce about girls he, you know, had sex with twenty years ago, <laughs> and right. about his high school football career, and like they're even like, uh, you know, it's uh, what was it? The two episodes ago. Where like Rick is even like he's he's telling at when they're they're showing the footage of him and Otis in the school, and then Rick is telling Lori about his like the some prank that he pulled up in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting that we keep hearing about Shane in high school, which because to me that says like okay that, that actually is very informative about his character <laughs> because yeah. 
he is actually i mean even though even though he's he's become this like you know law enforcement officer which I, you know a lot of people think of that as like a commendable career or you know an, an admirable you know path in life to take but at the same time like he seems like a guy who definitely peaked in like his senior year i don't know <laughs> i was just gonna say shane peaked in high school is the takeaway yeah. here yeah you know and it's <laughs> so interesting you bring that up now because it makes me think well obviously you know rick he was busy at all of his eagle scout meetings um <laughs> but the fact yeah. that they both became cops right yeah. so like obviously rick became a cop because he's like a do-gooder and then shane probably became mm. a cop because he's one of those guys that's like I'm going to pull over all you motherfuckers mm-hmm. and I'm going to arrest everyone. And I have power over all of you people. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's a, yeah, that's, that's an interesting. Yeah. <sighs> like, yeah, like different, different people go into law enforcement for very different reasons. Uh, something yeah. else, something else, because uh, in the same scene, I had to look this up, but in the same scene, I noticed that he has like a necklace and it was like a, n- a number 22. And I was like, okay, what's that about? <gasps> Shane uh, had that on? Shane, yeah, Shane has that necklace. That was probably his uh, number, right? <laughs> I looked it up. According to the Walking Dead fandom oh. wiki, uh, Shane's 22 necklace refers to his number when he played high school football. Yes. So, yeah, he, he's literally not still... not the number of chicks he's been with. <laughs> or both. It could be both. <laughs> um, although that would be get, that'd be get kind of complicated. You have to, like, keep yeah. buying new necklaces. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That just, like, cemented – it was funny because I was already thinking about, yeah, why is he still talking about girls that he, like, had That's sex with in high school? And then I looked at him and I was like, holy shit, he's he's literally still, <laughs> like, you know, he's still yeah. keeping this, this, this thing from, I don't know, like, 20 years ago. And, I, you know, granted, you know, I, I say this as someone who, obviously, I was not – uh, a captain of the football team in high school. Right. But I also, I mean, I still think about, yeah, I just, I don't know if it, you know, I'm a, I'm probably a few years younger than he's supposed to be here. And I'm just like, huh, I can't, I, you know, I don't even remember high school that well. So I don't know. Yeah. I certainly um, wouldn't be <laughs> celebrating the moment at that point in my life. Like, yeah. bro, that was a long time ago. That's really interesting though, because that's just a whole layer of stuff I didn't even notice. And it's yeah. just like right there. Like, oh shit, he really is. Kind of like, you know, this whole fantasy of it's like the life that he could have had with his like great big football career. And then it's like the life he could have had with Lori. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. sorry, buddy. Oh, yeah. Nothing's working out for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, he also has the kind of creepy like uh, thing about, I guess, like making it with the, the, uh, the PE the woman, the, the female PE teacher, which is like, you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, if, if you're a high school, uh, if you're a high school boy, you might have those fantasies. But then like as an adult, like you really like look, think about something like that. And you're like, OK, that's actually like kind of unsettling. Because, right. like, and that could actually like, you know, even if even if it's a even if you think it's your fantasy as a high school boy, it can actually kind of like screw you up like long term. So. Um, yeah, maybe, I don't and know. then you maybe. get older, and it's like, thank God, because that would have been gross, and that person would have just been like extra gross in retrospect. And it's like, why would I have liked somebody that was that was that gross? What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Lots of uh, you know this 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 episode is primarily, I guess, uh, like about Daryl. But I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Just that one conversation made a lot of things kind of click for me, just in terms of like Shane's character. And like, you know, yeah. what his 
uh, yeah, what his kind of psychology is. Yeah, it really is interesting because um, you know the background, you know, showing his background, you know, in a very subtle way, you know, the symbolism and whatnot, and you know the conversation versus you know Daryl's is kind of like right there in your face with Merle. Um, that's just really interesting. Interesting yeah. comparison and how they both turned out and how they could have turned out if things were different for either one of them. So, yeah, uh, that's that Shane doesn't uh, for once. I don't think he actually does anything like super reprehensible in this episode. But we yeah. do. We do kind of see what uh, what kind of a kind of a loser he actually is, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. Also, uh, d- another thing about, about uh, I guess, Shane uh, and hey, maybe we can do another little segue here. Really interesting to me that this episode starts with that flashback because we actually don't. Man, I'm trying to think now. How, is this the first time we've seen? I feel like there was at least one other flashback, like after the first episode, where technically we see stuff from before. But am I am I wrong? Am I crazy? You know, the only oh, flashback. Oh, there, I, oh, oh yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say the only one I remember is when they were at the camp, but I don't know if it was. I think it was maybe after this scene. I don't think it was before. Do you remember something? Wait, wait. You know, I was gonna say. I, yeah, I, I just remember they flash back to when Shane came up to tell Lori that that uh, Rick had been shot. Oh shit, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I guess I guess this is though really like the first flashback we see between like the day that that happened and the day that he woke up. So this is kind of like the first flashback where we kind of see the the interim of how stuff went to shit yeah. in a way. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Very. You know, we get a little more uh, uh, Carol. Uh, oh, my God. What's it? Uh, Ed? Ed. Yeah. We, yeah. we get a little more of why Ed was, you know, a trash human being. What a good person Carol was. I know. And then we also. Yeah. And then we get a little bit of world building or, you know, just context in terms of, like, what happened. Because I guess they were, like, firebombing Atlanta, basically. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Um, just like standing there and shit just gets blown up. I don't know. I feel like I would just like maybe just start running into the woods. <laughs> like they're going to hit me next. But yeah. yeah, my note, I wrote a note that was uh, starting with a reminder that Ed is a dick and deserves <laughs> to die. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my very first note. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, actually because I didn't remember they did the flashback and I actually I, I uh, when I started the episode I thought, oh, are they going to show what happened at that, like, gridlock that they ran into in the first episode of the season? But, yeah, uh, oh, I guess not. True. I thought that would have been interesting, though. And then curious, curious is is what exactly happened with, like, the hospital where Rick was at, like, somehow managed to be pretty well unscathed. And I guess I'm just maybe ca- I'm calling you out. Uh, watch oh. out, IMDb. I'm fixing to oh. make some notes. <laughs> they were calling um, me out. No, I'm like, so sorry, not you. I'm calling out, calling out the gentleman of uh, the Walking Dead. Because then, when the, you know they go in, like Rick rolls into town. He meets Rick with rolls. Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shit. And, um... <laughs> oh man. Oh god. How is that? Me. How is that not a meme somewhere? I don't even know. Probably is. <laughs> I'll look it so, up after this. Thank Sorry, you. continue. Oh, no, that's okay. But nothing looked. I mean, things were kind of awry, but like things didn't look distinctly bombed out to me. Yeah. That I recall, um, which I know would have been a difficult effect to pull off. But hmm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my my guess is like I well I assume that the the uh, 
uh, the hospital is not like downtown because when he comes out of the hospital, it looks like he's more in like a residential area, right? Oh, he and then, was in a private hospital. Well, I don't even know. If, I don't even <laughs> think it was like. A, I mean, it looked like kind of a. It didn't actually look like a very high quality hospital, honestly. No, but, but it's uh, true, right? He was probably like out on the outskirts of yeah. town maybe. Well, I mean and I mean most I don't think most hospitals are like downtown necessarily. Especially Atlanta's big, but it's like not so big like uh like New York where you have to have hospitals and stuff downtown. I, guess I don't know. That's true. I'm talking out my ass here. I have no idea where the, all the hospitals in Atlanta are located. Yeah, watch um, there be like one right in smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, someone will probably yeah, write us and be like, well, actually, yeah, re- you could reach us at a <laughs> yeah, uh, law enforcement act, uh, officer would be taken to this hospital, which is, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> but my, my guess is, my guess is they were like, I guess, bombing like certain areas. And mm. yeah, they they didn't necessarily like just wipe out the entire city. Yeah, that's my but guess. Wow. My, I'm ex- what a distressing I'm, thing to see. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 kind of making an excuse for that because yeah, it is kind of that was what I the first thing I thought I was like, huh, why don't we see anything like burned? Because we see a couple of like major streets when Rick goes back there, and none of them seem burned. But yeah, and I guess I sort of thought, you know, I mean, obviously the the reaction you'd have a kind of a distressed reaction anyway, but I sort of felt like Lori was like, well, if he wasn't dead, he's for sure dead now, kind of a thing. <laughs> oh I could yeah, have been just reading hmm. into it, but yeah. Huh. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think of that. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. We get a little a little background into kind of how stuff went down. And oh, sorry. Did you have something? Oh, else? no, no. I was just going to say, I think that was the only moment we saw Carl. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. He's still convalescing in the uh, in the house in this episode. So, yeah. Who else? Who else we got? I got a couple other people I want to talk mm. about. But uh, who, who do you got? Oh, man. Try to keep it keep to the the good people i guess so far um oh and also somebody we haven't seen a whole i don't remember where t-dog was this episode i I know he was there i know he went out with them and jimmy i I don't think i had any notes about him at all (laughs) yeah it's like he was there for a scene and then he was gone t-dog is back in the background unfortunately oh man i'm trying to think and i guess it's uh i think these are the only people not really but all right, I'm gonna make this like a, a compliment sandwich where I'm, we're gonna mm. talk about somebody bad and then we can talk about somebody good again. Perfect. Fucking Andrea. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. Oh man. I'm yeah. just. Oh. My my main. It's kind of funny because yeah, my my main note here is uh, it's a good thing Andrea kind of sucks at shooting because. Yeah. Oh, it's like, and what really, I don't know why, it just really annoyed me too, because in the very beginning, she was like, this guy's going to get us killed because he's shooting his gun off. And then here she is shooting his gun off, like in the middle of these fields. That shit's going to ricochet, like the sound is going to echo on for miles. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, woman, woman. It's like you could, and they could have done it really, really quietly because there was just like one, like uh, if he was a walker, it would have just been the one. Well, yeah, I can't, I can't remember if, have they talked yet about sound attracting them? I guess they have, right? Yeah. Cause that was kind of yeah, in the first yeah. episode okay. why she yeah. was mad at Rick. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's Rick. right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Right? She's like, he's yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. us killed. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, they know, like, even if it's passed by, they know that there could potentially be like herds of them out there because they there was one a couple miles away in the first episode. So, 
Yeah, and I think they have established also at this point that they will walk in, I guess, herds because they ran into a couple of them at this point. Yeah. Okay. Great. So yeah, Andrea. Yeah, man. I, I didn't. I didn't even like think of that. But um, that makes me. Yeah. So she almost killed Daryl and possibly risked bringing down a bunch of a bunch more walkers into into camp. So yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. And I'm sure all, she riled up all the ones that were hanging out in the barn. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like she did that. Just like just to prove a point though. Which is like totally. the, the worst part. Like it I don't know. It is the worst like, part. Like I can and I even, can use a gun. Yeah, and after everybody was like, "No, don't do it. No, don't do it." And even Dale's like, "No, don't do it." She's like, "No, mm-hmm. I have to do it. I'm gonna do it." It's like, you hope. Yeah. It's like, Come on. <laughs> and I, I guess I guess they they do kind of like the like they all kind of know not to fire their guns if they don't need to because they when they all go out there like I think they all have like hand weapons right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think they were like distinctly trying to uh you know talk about that and do some of that i don't want to say training hand, hand-to-hand combat training but yeah. right oh right yeah okay so andrea still uh still annoying still kind of useless um who's the who's the uh, what's the the nice meat in your compliment sandwich so the nice meat in my compliment sandwich is going to be uh sweet glenn oh and dale oh. Um, yeah, but poor sweet Glenn, he is just—he's got a lot on his shoulders. Oh boy, <laughs> this poor guy! It's like he knows too much, and he's breaking down. <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much! I, I love that know. whole scene. That whole scene, and I can't remember if it's this. I watched you know these two the uh, this episode and the next episode kind of back to back, so. I wonder I, I can't if it's remember. the same scene that I'm thinking of. Go well, for it. Well, I, I I'm just thinking of the scene where he's, like, at one point, I think it might actually be the next episode, but he's, like, he literally goes to Dale and he's, like, you're old. You know things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, my God. Oh, Glenn. Um, yes. Yeah. I think was that, that might have been the second episode because was that okay, the one where okay. he was, like, oh, I got to hang out with Dale and, and do stuff. Oh, I think you're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, I'll just mention that again next episode. Um, Absolutely. It's a good reminder for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no, which gosh. which uh, which which conversation were you talking about? Um, when they were talking to each other in the RV and uh, and, he, and Glenn and I think that also this one was in the second episode when, when Glenn was like, all oh, the girls are bitchy at the same time. Uh, oh <laughs> and, then, God. and then, yes, you know, just the whole thing. And poor Dale is like, uh, yeah, Glenn is oh. or Dale's like, uh, you should probably keep that thought to yourself. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Infinite wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy those too. Um but that was just yeah, that was a great. I loved it a lot. Yeah, I I do love that 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 dynamic. We haven't actually seen a whole lot of like them together, but I do yeah. kind of like the fact that like Glenn recognizes that Dale's a pretty smart guy and he gives good advice <laughs> and that he's yes. the guy that he should go to. Like he he recognizes like he's smart enough to know that he shouldn't go to Shane for relationship advice. So Boy happy. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure just yeah just dale dale's trying to you know give him the best advice he can while also like you know rolling his eyes and you know i don't know it's kind of it's kind of funny i like it oh my gosh yeah so uh yeah if there's if there's nothing else about them uh which i don't think there is because they oh i i did i did wish uh i did wish they showed the book that sucks because anytime because that's uh i think he's isn't this where he's like returning him the book to him 
and he's like uh oh. dale's like oh i would have packed i would have brought better books if i had known the apocalypse was coming yes but they don't show uh. the book i was like damn it i really wanted them to like show the book yes that would have been that would have been actually pretty great yeah yeah and it's like a stephen king it's like i was just gonna something. say like the, mist. <laughs> the, yeah, the green mile <laughs> oh. oh um <laughs> no uh who so yeah who's what's the uh what's the other slab of bread on this then well the only other person that i can think of that we have not discussed would be mr herschel mm. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and uh I had I had two yeah. I had two notes about him. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh no no I, I I didn't really have too much on him. I I guess I just kind of the poor guy. You know, it's I don't want to say things are breaking down because they're not really breaking down per se. But to him, I think maybe they are. Like maybe he feels like he's losing yeah. a little bit of control. But so far he's handling it okay. Like bad boy Jimmy. Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I took I took two vague notes, and I actually didn't write down why I wrote. Well, I know why I wrote this the first one, but the second one is uh, Herschel is more and more of a dick. And the first <laughs> one, uh, oh, the first one, oh yeah, I think the first one was from when he was talking to Maggie, and uh, yes. I just wrote, yeah, I wrote uh, my note was it's his house, but Herschel is still a bit of a whiny bitch and a bit of a racist. So yeah, yeah, that was uh yeah when he's like oh. the uh, the Asian boy or whatever he says. I know. Like, it's like bro. Jesus Herschel. Yeah, and it's like, and then you start to be like, okay, what exactly are your reservations here? Like, what part of this equation bothers you the most? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sir? Oh yeah. 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 It's like good point. Okay. Yeah, and then he's like, I gotta chase around Jimmy and Beth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which I thought uh, for some reason I thought that they were brother and sister. So when he said that, I was like, wait a minute, what? But I no seriously yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's like, I thought, yeah, oh. I thought it, he was just like part of the family, and then yeah. like, oh, oops. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, yeah, the whole the whole scene with him, like, yeah, trying to like tell Maggie, who's obviously, I guess she's supposed to be in like her early twenties here, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, like, I get it. I get. I, but like the, I think the thing that I hated about his character here was the fact that like he's not coming off as like. <sighs> I don't know. He's not coming off as like I, I'm actually looking out for you and I want to protect you. Yeah. It's more. It felt more of a like I want to con- you know control you, and yeah, that, that kind of I don't know. It just came off uh, definitely kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The way that yeah. his you know his character was kind of talking to her. I guess it felt like a conversation they would have had even if shit was completely normal. Like, right. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and it's like uh like, don't be that guy. But yeah, he definitely was. It's really funny because, you know, I, I wonder, you know, some people have, you know, characters can just change so much. You just never know what's going to happen with someone. <laughs> so sometimes it's hard because you're like, God damn it, Herschel, stop being such a dick. And you're like, well, he'll probably come around someday. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, he really is being a jerk. And you can understand to an extent. Like, I, you know, he wants to protect his people and stuff. And surely he's had some encounters with not so good people. But you would think at this point, like, you've got a little familiarity with who these people are. They're good people. And, like, there really is something about power in numbers. <laughs> right. <laughs> like they're really, right. You know, like, you probably might want them to hang around a little bit. Yeah, it's almost as if he's hiding something that he doesn't want them to find out. Hmm. It really is. Yeah, hmm. it's very just very suspect. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of Maggie, though, 
did have a couple comments on her. Oh yeah, I forgot she was there. I'm yeah, she was. She was there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the two things, two things about her, I uh, I loved in this episode, uh, or or actually one I loved and one I, I didn't necessarily love, but I loved her line where uh, Glenn's like, you know, we have a I have eleven condoms left, and she had she said, you see eleven. <laughs> You see 11 condoms. I see 11 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> like, wow. She is just, like, shitty all over him. Oh, my God. Oh. Like, the last, what, ever, what was the episode where they get together? I guess episode, is it three, I guess? But even, like, the end, even after that, and then, like, throughout the, like, after, like, I don't know. Yeah, she's, uh, she seems that uh, she's, she's given him a, a rough time, but, um. But it's hey, kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny because like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like in a way it's kind of funny because it's super manipulative. <laughs> like it kind damn, of Maggie, is. You're being super shitty. Like you're kind of being like weirdly abusive right now. You should sort of stop. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hey, apparently she came around to him because and this is the other thing. I, <laughs> that was kind of stupid, though, because she's like they're finally at the end. They're eating dinner and she's like passing him notes. Oh Her God. dad is like two feet away, literally, <laughs> like, like in direct Maggie, line of sight. Maggie, like, and I, I, I couldn't figure out. I was like, wait, okay, is she doing that because she, like, wants, like, she wants her to her dad to like know, like, she like thumbing her nose at him, or she just yeah. kind of stupid. I don't know. I don't um, know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Although I will say, when he like when she noticed that he noticed, it seemed like she had like an oh shit moment. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So bizarre. But yeah, like surely there was another moment you guys could have uh right, right. met up to literally to any other moment, at. but that moment. That moment right then. Yeah. Uh <sighs> thing I did love about that that scene though. Um <laughs> I love how Glenn's <laughs> basically at the kids table. <laughs> like <laughs> everyone else is at this and that's like he's like with her and you know the two other like younger yeah. kids. God damn it. Glenn's always getting kind of the short end of the stick. He is. Which, and I don't remember, I think, actually, again, this might be the next episode where she sort of has that moment with him of, like... He's yeah, it's, it's the next episode. You. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know exactly out. what you're talking about. And then, uh, <laughs> actually, I had, I had one other note about Maggie. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, the end, you know, uh, she... Uh, the, uh, the, the, the big twist is she opens his note and it says, Have you ever done it in a hayloft? And she panics. <laughs> Why does she panic? Dun, well, dun, cause, dun. Yeah, because because he goes out there and sees all the walkers. But the thing I love about that scene, he goes in and sees them, and then he turns around and Maggie's there, and she says, "You weren't supposed to see this." And for some, every single time I watch that, I expect her to just like push him off the ledge into the walkers. Oh my god! Because <laughs> that's like yes. like look any look look if I see something if I see something horrible and I turn around, which is just a word to the you know a word of advice to anyone who knows me. If I see something terrible that you don't want me to see and I turn around and you say to me, you weren't supposed to see this, I'm going to I'm going to probably like try to punch you or run away because those are the words you say right before you kill someone. Yes. I'm just saying. Before Kevin Spacey shoves you in front of the subway train. Before he shoves you in front of what? The subway train. Oh, man. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. thought that was kind of funny. Um, But yeah, I love, uh, you know. I guess I guess she was playing hard to get. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like you said, I can't I can't tell whether she's kind of just a jerk, whether she was just like you know unsure. I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah. Also, I think, like, if she really didn't want him to know about the barn, maybe she shouldn't have just asked him where to go. Right. Like, <laughs> she maybe should have you said, should offer. <laughs> she's, yeah, she said, she, you know, circle one, here are three places. No, note that none of them are the barn. Yes. Maybe we should definitely not go out there. Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like those notes, like, do you like me? Check yes or no. It's exactly. Like, do you want to bang? Check tree, yard, car. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, look, if I'm if I'm thinking through those things, if I'm like, oh, where 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 can we go and be, you know, uh, be alone but also be safe? Ooh, mm, maybe that huge secure barn out there that's far away from the camp in the house. Yeah, yeah. The, that really would be kind of that one one really good place to go. You would think. Yeah, and, maybe you know, a little Gl- stinky, but I mean, other Glenn. Than that. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, as long as there's fresh hay up there. Well, but, actually, yeah. now that, like, as we've discussed, they're probably stinky, too, so it might be a reprieve. Oh, that's true. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's very true, actually. Um, yeah, and, and Glenn Glenn being the uh, the logical person that he is, like, that was that, that would be the first place I would expect him to choose, so. Absolutely. Good job, Maggie. Um, yep. Kind of screwed she your, yourself on that one. She underestimated Glenn. Yep. She did. Oh, she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So anything else about the lovebirds or? No, but I did forget one thing about Dale. Okay. Um, one of the reasons that I, that you know, Dale is always wonderful is that <laughs> when he sat down next to Andrea on the porch and she was like, oh, I shot Dale or Daryl. And he's like, don't be too hard on yourself. We've all wanted to shoot Daryl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He, he always knows the, the exact right thing to say. Yes. I love it. Oh, he's the best. He is the best. Yeah. In fact, I think we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, him a lot more in the next episode about why oh, he is man. the best. Anyone else? Anyone else we want to talk about amongst the living? Gosh, I can't think of anyone else. Cool. Sorry, people that I may have forgotten. Oh, I've got one more. Oh, I've got no. uh, yeah, one more character. Uh, just because I had two kind of two things I wanted to call out about Carol. Uh, obviously, she is still kind of. Uh, I don't know if mourning is the right word, but, you know, she's she's trying to get through yeah. the, the whole thing about Sophia. But um, mm-hmm. this this goes back to uh, something I think we've talked about the last couple episodes. At the beginning of the episode, <laughs> she's she's talking to Lori and she says, you're Rick's wife. That kind of makes you our unofficial first lady. And once yeah. again, why is Rick considered the leader of this group? Why, indeed. Why? And then it's sort of almost. I feel like um, Lori kind of had the same thought in her head of looking at her like, wait, what? And it's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what made yeah. us in charge? Yeah. And uh, in fact, I think I think this episode also has the other scene where he's talking to Herschel and Herschel's then like, oh, yeah, I'll keep my people in mind. You keep yours. And I was like, once again, yes. why? Why? Oh, man. I, and, and, you know, going back to what we were talking about at the end of season one, kind of the timeline of that season and this season, most of these people have only known Rick for about a week. So, (laughs) and they've been together, they've been together for possibly a month or two. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's true. Like what reason would they have to just flip to Rick? Yeah. Presumably Shane, I guess. Well, I was, I was going to say like, once again, like I understand the alternatives aren't great because like Dale, Dale would probably be a great leader, but he doesn't seem like the sort of person who wants to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane, if you have a single iota of a brain cell in your head, you can probably see that Shane is kind of a, a loose cannon and probably not someone you'd want to follow. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I I, just, I I continue to see that 
as a very kind of comical thing where everyone is constantly mentioning how Rick is obviously the leader. And uh, yeah. Anyways, um, speaking of Carol, one other thing I wanted to call out because I thought it was kind of interesting. The whole scene where he finally, Daryl comes back and he's like, you know, laying up in bed and he's got his head bandaged. And I think maybe she brings him food after dinner. Yes. But she has like a whole, I didn't actually write down the lines, but she has, she has the scene with him where yes. she just says, I don't think it's kind of unprompted, but she says something along the lines of like, you know, we, we value you or, or something like, I, God, I wish I had written down the lines. I remember um, it. Cause I actually yeah. was just kind of rewatching it um, before we did this where she brings him the food and then she goes to kiss his head. Yes. And he's, yes. yeah. And he's like, Oh, I got stitches. Like, Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. he does the thing. Yeah. Where, oh, you'll, you'll bust up the stitches. Like, yeah, like, Mom, yeah. get off me. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, what did she say? Um, so, like, you need to know that you did more for my daughter than oh, her daddy's yeah. ever done in her whole life. And and then he said, it's the same thing that Rick or Shane would have done. And that's when she that's said, right. you're just as good as them. If Something like you're just as good as them, if not better. I think yes. she even followed it with that. Ugh, I forgot about that. That was so, that was just, ugh. Yeah, which is Ugh. like it, it's really obviously like it's a it's a touching scene between these two, yeah. but it's also like an interesting counterbalance to the fact that you know we saw this whole inner basically an inner, inner monologue from him about how you know people look down to him and people think he's kind of trash, mm -hmm. but then she she kind of she seems to kind of see into him and she kind of. And maybe I'm reading too much into this scene, but no. it's almost, it's, it, well, well, no, it's, it's, oh, it's almost telling, to me, it's almost telling uh, about her character where she is, you know, so empathetic that she would kind of understand how he feels and kind of respond to that, even though he hasn't actually verbalized it, if that yeah. makes sense. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I completely agree with your reading of that, because I also kind of did like a big overread of like, he never had like someone care about him when he was a kid and like he needs that kind of you know maybe even mothering because I don't I think he might have said he didn't have his mom around like it was just like just uh, the yeah guys. yeah yeah and then of course there's Carol who has a need at this point to mother somebody because she has yeah lost her kid so it was like oh like a beautiful little moment where they could both help each other um yeah yeah, and I kind of I kind of like their relationship because it's not. I mean, yeah, mothering is I think definitely kind of the right word. At the same time, like the relationship, like they're they're kind of too close in age for right. it to be like really a like you know uh, surrogate mother type thing. But mm -hmm. at the same time, just kind of showing that um, like emotional affection. That he yeah. you know probably never had, and he I, I do kind of, I do love that line so much where he's like yeah you're like you you know I've got stitches or whatever because <laughs> it's one of those things where you say like you're you're pretending that you don't want someone yeah. to do something and you're you're pretending to make up a you know a uh, complaint but you can you can tell that he I don't know he he doesn't uh, he doesn't actually mind so yeah <laughs> I just sweet. love that yeah. yeah so that's all I got at Carol I just wanted to mention those one one thing that kind of <laughs> kind of uh, made me. Made me chuckle, and and you know another thing that I actually really appreciated, kind of, uh, kind of laying that that framework for, um, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe a relationship between these two or a friendship, 
Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. I don't know. I'm, I've only seen 11 episodes of this show so far, so I have no idea what's going to happen. Same as I. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else we want to talk about, or do we want to move on to our next section here? I think we can move on to our next section. Cool. Well, I don't know. Do we have anything for our next section, which is normally the dead? I honestly do not. The only, I think the only dead I could say is like, hey, there's all those people in the barn. But no, there's, I don't really remember any major Walker interactions. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, well, I mean, there's the one trying to, trying to eat his leg. Oh, and that's then, true. but I think that's the only other than the, uh, that, uh, that climax. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. the, I think it's the only one we see. But then, yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess the only other, and maybe we'll just save it for the next, uh, the next episode to kind of discuss, but, Obviously, the big question is why is why is uh, why is Herschel got a barn full of dead folks? Hmm. Yeah, what's up with that? Hmm. What is up with that? Cool. Well, I think we can move on then to our next section, which is save or sacrifice. Where this is kind of a uh, you know our our favorite and least favorite characters of this episode it doesn't necessarily refer to anyone who's you know died. Uh, that we want to save, but it's just a way of us saying like, who was our favorite character? Who's our least favorite character? I don't know. Do you, uh, do you have, do you have picks for this one? I absolutely, absolutely do. This okay. one was very easy for me. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Sometimes Go. I struggle. Yeah. This one was easy. <laughs> um, my save goes to Daryl. Um, because he was just, he was having a hell of a time and he deserves to be saved and he almost, he almost bit it. So I'm, so Daryl, well, Daryl all the way. He almost, he almost got bit. More yeah. Like. With an honorable, <laughs> me- I do have an honorable mention of Dale. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> uh, just because. Yeah. And I think also because uh, having just talked about, um, oh my God. Oh my God. What movie did we do? Where we talked about Dale. Oh my God. Oh, oh, uh, the, the blob. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like a little like, oh, Dale. Yeah. If you if you want to hear us talk more about Jeffrey Demun, um, who we I think we we love in absolutely everything he's done. Uh, yeah. You're you're mentioning the uh, episode on both of the the original and the remake of the Blob, which you can hear. Uh, God. Yeah. Right now, because when this episode is out, uh, that that episode will be out on the Video Store Junkies podcast. You can go to VideoStoreJunkies.com or just look up the Video Store Junkies on your favorite podcast platform and we mentioned we talked more about how much we love jeffrey demon who is in the uh, the remake of the blob which was written by or co-written by frank darabont so wonderful yeah and uh so, yeah, speaking of speaking of the blob which uh killed a bunch of people <laughs> who would you kill in this episode who you want to get rid of who, who who if uh if, if who would you want to uh find up there in that loft and actually push down into all those walkers you know it would be it, it, surprising to absolutely nobody. It would be Andrea. <laughs> Andrea, man. It's a good pick. Yeah, why? Just just for no other reason than uh, than the fact that she almost offed your 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 save. <clears throat> yeah, she she almost offed Daryl. She is just again just being like kind of ignorant and arrogant and like I'm not gonna listen to anyone. I'm gonna be a brat because I gotta prove myself. Like, Ugh. Yeah. Jump off an RV. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I'm aligned with you on both of these. I think uh, I, you know I it would have been Herschel other than but uh, I think Andrea yeah, yeah. almost almost killing Daryl uh, especially when you know everyone was telling her not to. 
Yeah. Which is like she she literally just did it to be like contrary and to prove herself, yes. which almost makes it worse. Exactly. So. That is that is a lot of what it was. And I, I totally agree because I actually did toss around the idea of Herschel um, just because he was just starting to be a bit of a jerk face. Yeah. Um, yeah. But damn it, Andrea. <laughs> Andrea. Andrea takes it again, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Exactly. Well, uh, do we want to go ahead and move on to our next and final section, rantings and ratings, where we're just going to give our kind of final thoughts on this episode, and we are going to slap a rating on it out of five. I don't know. Do you have any? Do you have a rating system for this one? Oh no, but I know that you do. Oh man. Uh, well, I think uh, I think we should rate this one out of five nervous Nellies. How many? <laughs> how many easily spooked horses <laughs> would we give this episode? <laughs> Out of uh, out of five, and uh, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to you want to take take it first? Well, I love horses, so I'd be like, "Give me all of the horses. I want all five of them." But, but to that, use a horse, that horse sucks, though. You don't want that yeah, horse. It's nervous, right. Nelly. Yeah, and to, so to use these horses as a form of a rating system, however, um, boy, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it a three. It was pretty solid. Um, I really did like the the Daryl. Um, I keep wanting to say Dale. The Daryl storyline. No. I really enjoyed that. Um, but I think other parts of it were just kind of, eh, you know, just kind of going right along. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I would give this a three. Nice. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually going to give this one a slightly higher rating. I was I was kind of debating back and forth. Um, I feel like I'm I'm kind of inconsistent in my ratings too because I, <laughs> yeah I do the I don't same know. thing because <laughs> yeah. I have to go back and I'm like wait what did I give um, but most of these are are pretty close but no um I'm gonna give this one a three and a half just because mm-hmm. I love all the Daryl stuff and obviously I love the fact that they brought Michael Rooker back I like a lot True. of the 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 interactions between these characters like you said you know the Dale Glenn scenes are great. <laughs> And then Carol gets a, a sweet little moment with Daryl. I don't know. I just yeah. uh, I think I think this is a pretty strong episode just in terms of like what it gives us character wise. So I'm gonna get give it uh, three and uh, three spooked horses and one uh, I guess semi nervous Nelly who's uh, you know maybe a little little uh, harder to to scare than uh, than the other three. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so three and a half that makes us uh, that gives us an average of three point two five for this episode respectable respectable i like it it's very respectable yeah well renee i gotta say a lot of characters in this episode in the season mm. had a lot of secrets Boy. i kind of feel like i kind of feel like it's all coming to a head and maybe i don't know possibly in our next episode since that one's called secrets <laughs> so uh join us next time for episode six of season two of the walking dead secrets where uh we'll find out uh, i guess we'll find out what's up with all those walkers in the barn and uh we'll see we'll see how good glenn is at uh, keeping the apparently all the secrets because he knows all the things and he's oh, just man. dying to tell someone so yeah hope he can hold it together mm. <laughs> well join us next time for that episode and thank you for listening if you've enjoyed us talking about this episode then i mean you know i should have i should have should have i'm gonna go uh, never mind now i'm thinking of all the great things we could have rated i was gonna say we should have rated this out of five chupacabras (laughs) or or possibly 
or possibly five condoms slash uh, five minutes of Maggie's life that she won't get back. But oh my God. I can't go back now. Anyways. <laughs> I was disappointed there were no chupacabras, though. Oh, that, oh, oh. Um, that would have been great if he had if Daryl <laughs> had hit his head and had seen a chupacabra. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That really would have been pretty great. But yeah, join us next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode, please go wherever you're listening to this right now, whatever platform, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google Podcasts, whether it's iTunes, whether it's iHeartRadio, uh, whether it's I'm trying to think of what other other apps where I think we're on Stitcher, we're on oh god, uh, uh, <laughs> where if you're just listening through our RSS feed for some reason, wherever you're listening to us, go and hit that subscribe button. So you get all of our episodes downloaded to your pod thingy automatically in the future. <laughs> and you know what? If you really want to be nice to us, if you really want, actually, you know what? This is this is where the, the rating can come in. If you want to go to your favorite podcast platform and give us five chupacabras out of five, <laughs> actually, most of them probably have stars. So you have to give us five stars, but yeah. you can pretend they're chupacabras or condoms, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic. We always love to, uh, you know, hear your reviews and uh, see how much you're enjoying the podcast. So please do that. And we'll be back next time with our next episode. And that's all I have to say. So Renee, uh, do you have anything else to say before we go? I do not. Perfect. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, Have a great night and we'll see you next time. Good night.